Welcome to Business Buzz, another beautiful day in Chico. How you doing? I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host for the next hour. We have a really interesting uh, business guest today that's a local businessman. We're going to get into all kinds of interesting topics. Anyone out there who's a business owner needs to know all these things, and you're going to have a real good education, and hopefully you'll be entertained as well. So for my monologue today, I wanted to point out something that I've mentioned before. The powers that be will never tell you what's really going on, but they'll give you hints. And I came across a real interesting article that I wanted to share, and it's very, very short, but it's very to the point of what I've been saying. If and when there's a problem with this economy, you will not be given official notice. It'll happen all of a sudden, and in some cases it could be too late if you need to kind of rearrange things or kind of rethink the way you've got your investments set up. And what I'm getting to is a article on marketwatch.com. It's from, actually it was on the 11th of October. And what it is, is it's talking about the International Monetary Fund said nine of the world's biggest financial institutions may find it hard to thrive in the new global economy and deserve heightened attention from regulators. What I'm trying to tell you about here is that what kind of language is this? May find it hard to thrive, deserve heightened attention. What it is is they these banks have what's called these stress tests, but it usually seems like the stress tests are designed to make sure that these large banks always pass the stress test. And this particular article mentions that, first of all, let's break it down a little bit. Nine of the world's biggest financial institutions, well, I've got a list here. Citigroup, which is American. Society Generale, which is a big French bank. Unicredit, which I believe is another French bank. Unicredit may be German. Deutsche Bank is definitely German. Barclays is a British. Standard Charter is British. Sumitomo is Japanese. And Mitsuho and Mitsubishi. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is we have a situation here where these gigantic worldwide banks are not very solvent. And they won't come out and say they aren't solvent. Here's the way they put it. These banks exhibit both thin capital buffers relative to future regulatory requirements and relatively weak profitability to build those buffers over the next few years. Well, when you really think about that, if you start breaking that down, what are, what are they really saying? Then they go on to say the IMF said some of these banks continue to grapple with legacy issues. Others, mainly the European investment banks, quote, still face the problem of defining and executing profitable business models. What I'm trying to say here is that this is a kind of a flashing red light that says these banks probably aren't going to make it. And in the big picture, we are looking at banks that are probably insolvent if it weren't for the rules that allow them to mark their assets at their own discretion. In other words, in about 2010, after the financial crisis of 07 and 08, for the American company here in this list, which is Citigroup, they actually were allowed by the Accounting uh, Standards Board to mark their assets at what basically whatever they think is the fair market value. So right now, if you look at a balance sheet of someone like Citigroup, and of course, I'm a CPA, so I deal with balance sheets, but uh, to be honest, I don't have any clients like banks or Citigroup. That's, that's not my type of business. But if you were to look at the balance sheet of Citigroup today and you see what's listed on their balance sheet, not everything on there really has a, a measurable value they're allowed to measure some of these crazy assets they own, like these derivative contracts, and they can actually value them at values that probably would never be fetched in the open market if they had to liquidate them. So what I'm trying to say is that 
there's a good chance, in my opinion, that most of these large international banks are probably insolvent right now. And that if anything happens to where one triggers another, in fact, in this same article from MarketWatch, it says, problems in even a single one of these global, systemically important banks could generate systemic stress. So they're choosing to use words for our reading that don't sound very alarming. Uh, stress, eh, eh, there could be some systemic stress. Uh, problems in even one of these global, systemically important banks could generate systemic stress. Eh, let's, you know, let's watch the World Series some more and not worry about this. So what I'm trying to say is you will not be told when the problem is there you're not going to be notified. So my main point in all of my little monologues here is that you need to protect yourself and to at least diversify some of your wealth into assets that won't go to zero. And I'm mainly talking about physical gold. So it's just something everybody needs to, uh, to look into. I promised you a very interesting guest today. In the studio, we have Travis Goodman. He's a local businessman, owner and manager of Paramex Screening Services on Sherman Avenue. And uh, how you doing today, Travis? Excellent, Harold. Thanks for having me. Great. I'm glad, glad you could make it. So the business of Paramex, it's an interesting business because uh, tell us about your business and what's your main uh, business. Uh, what do you do and how can you help local businesses? Certainly, we are focused mo mostly on drug and alcohol testing, and most of that testing is screening for local companies, mostly trucking companies. But then anybody who has a employee base where there's safety-sensitive work, where they would need to screen an employee before they hire them, even in situations where they need a physical, to make certain that they are going to be able to perform in a physical attribute of the job, like lifting. So you do physicals along with testing right wow and like i like i mentioned the main portion of what we do would be drug and alcohol testing as folks come in uh, on a daily basis and it's a walk-in basis it would be a basic drug screen for pre-employment right as is still allowed here in california and alcohol testing is something that mostly only happens in post-accident situations in situations also of reasonable suspicion and also with random testing for the department of transportation now, I, I haven't been in the job market for a while because I've been self-employed for so long. Is it common now for a person that's out job hunting to get a pre-screen so he can hand, like kind of like pre-qualifying at a bank for a loan, he can hand this to the employer and say, here's my drug report? Is that is that something you do? It's a little different than that. It would just be based on if the company that you're going to go to work for requires it. So it wouldn't be something that you'd hand to them along with your resume. Oh, okay. So every company's... That would kind of be like, hey, have, why are you bothering telling me about this? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it might be a good idea. Right. Uh, but we do have a lot of people that would even come in, if they knew they had done drugs, they would come in anyway and, and screen themselves personally to make sure that their body is clean. Oh, Because right. they're perhaps going for a job where they know... They're they gonna know be, they're going to need that. They're going to need to be right. drug screened. So now what type of businesses are required to have this and what type of businesses probably just should anyway? What do you think about that? Right now, federally, uh, Department of Transportation is the only one that regulates companies to do drug testing. And Department of Transportation has several different modes. There's the uh, truck driving mode. F that's called FMCSA. There's, thankfully, air traffic controllers and pilots, people that operate yeah, our trains and our boats and, and uh, the U.S. Coast Guard, people that work on gas lines. Uh, there's a lot of different areas that are required under the Department of Transportation oh, to would do. Would a PG&E employee that works on gas lines be required? In most cases, yes. But in, in some situations, and it's a little bit more complex, no. It's not always required. Okay. But there's a unique position of pipeline right. workers that need to have drug testing. But the, the largest scale of drug testing in the Department of Transportation is truck drivers. Right. And that's where most of our business falls oh. with DOT. And then as far as which companies should drug test, in my opinion, I think everybody should drug test their employees. It's important to drug test for a lot of reasons, but it's not always the best idea to try to convince the employer that, hey, let's do drug testing as much as it is to just talk to the people and just 
illustrate to them all of the areas of your life, the places that you go, the people you're in contact with. If it came down to it, I believe if we're all honest, we would we would want people that are clean of drugs to be handling and, and managing certain areas, like the person who's going to do the daycare for your child. Right. Uh, the person who's going to be manufacturing the food that you're going to be eating. You know, that's a great topic. Now, There is there a state law about things like daycare? I mean, that would be almost... If there was, I'd have a whole lot more clients in this local area. (laughs) We have quite a few daycares. Right. But it's something that if I was going to put my child in a daycare, I would ask the question, you know, did everybody who is going to be with my child, have you given them a drug test? Right. And quite a few other things like a background screen, which we can do and fingerprinting and quite a few other things. So you do background screening also? That's available. Oh, wow. So there's quite a bit to do. And, And the majority of people who end up doing drug testing will, well, for companies, will end up opting for the best route, the cheapest route. And that's okay. It still gives a good message to the people you're hiring that, you know, right. we, I'm we being screened and I, right. yeah, man, right. I need to make sure I'm clean. Right. There's better ways to do it. There's stronger drug tests. And uh, for the most part, they're not always used, but most people don't know that. Most right. people just right. understand I'm being drug tested. And for most minds, that would mean I'm most likely going to be tested for every substance, right. so I need to be careful. But right. it doesn't always mean that, and right. not everybody could, you know, afford the, the larger drug tests. Right. So what do you see in your business, since you see this every day, what do you see as the thing that is like after the fact somebody's coming in to see you and you could say you should have come in here prior to this? What do you see in that part of the world out there? The, the majority of the people that call us, wanting to set up drug testing for their company that we've not heard of from before, and it's their first call in. Normally, it it narrows down to they're calling because there was an accident. They're calling because they have a suspicion of an employee now, and or they're they're calling because somebody's maybe called them and reported something that they saw from one of their employees. Ah. And now that there's an issue that it's maybe involving the loss of a client or Or the protection of them from a lawsuit or perhaps an accident that's happened at work, it usually would prompt them to search maybe Google or the local, you know, listings and find someone like me who could do a drug test for them. And they want to, you know, be proactive because for most situations, they don't see the need for it until you need it. That's, right. that's the mentality. Right. And it's very difficult to start somebody at that point into the proper drug testing because there is a process that you would have to go through. It's, it's not just a drug test Right, you that just covers, don't walk in and it, drug test five employees and you're done. It's more than that. It'd be much more than that. And especially with the changes in laws, there's there's sometimes a lot of education that becomes involved with with explaining to our clients, which right. we offer, and that we try to give out and guide as much as we possibly can. But for someone who's saying, hey, I got a problem, it's right now, we help them, we take care of that. But right. what it also entails is you got to do a lot of backpedaling because in drug testing with companies, the most important word would be consistency. Right. And consistency would then mean that now that we've drug tested in this fashion, that means that's the drug testing that you need to be doing for everybody across the board. I was going to say, do you ever come across a case where one employee gets drug tested, the other ones don't, and they complain about being discriminated against or something? Is that something you've heard of or... Definitely, I warn against it. I don't hear about it. The employees don't call me and complain. Right, but uh, if, 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 if someone's going to drug test an employee, they really need to drug test them all to not be discriminating. What happens there is that I always encourage folks, you need to, as a business, have a policy for drug testing. Right. That tells everybody that's going to work for you, here's the people that will be drug tested. Right. Here's when you'll be drug tested. Right. And these are the, the qualifications of an employee that has to be drug tested. Now, Typically, what, if, what about random drug testing? Is that legal for everybody to do it randomly? Is that In California, there's not a law that says you can't, but the courts are definitely against it, and OSHA has also declared that it's not right to do random drug testing. And then also, even in post-accident situations now in California for non-DOT-regulated companies, post-accident testing is no longer allowed in California unless there's reasonable suspicion Going right, along you can't with just it, randomly test every accident victim. Exactly. And I'm going to interrupt. We have a call on the line that wants to join in. And uh, hey, caller, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to ask Travis if there is like a per per man fee that you could just expect to to be charged if, if you're 
I'm in the construction business, and if you have a crew, um, can can you just like add a, a percentage to his uh, expenses that uh, covers the major issues, opioids? Like, like is it a predictable you know, cost kind of thing? You mean? Yeah. So you could you could estimate how much it's going to need, how much you're going to need every time you bring someone on. Typically, the cost for a company that's going to hire one person, two, three, um, is going to be around $35 for a drug test, which is extremely low for most people when they think, wow, drug testing is probably very, very pricey. how many drugs does that $35 cover? That covers a panel of about 15 drugs. Of the more common ones? The more more common. Definitely the illegals, and it would also include several. Hey, can you hang on a little bit? Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back after the break. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. See you on the other side. Rock House Dining and Espresso is known for their patio. Enjoy the ducks and chickens visiting the patio in their environmental, farm-fresh, lively atmosphere. Rock House is an iconic landmark in Butte County since the 1930s. Seven minutes north of the Lime Saddle Bridge, only two miles past the hardware store. Originally built in 1937, the two buildings served as restaurant and tavern, shower house, barber shop, gas station, and cafe. The coffee shop is a cozy hangout spot, great for coffee and conversation, and working as both functioning dining and a fun look back at our rich Butte County history. Visit the patio and enjoy. Rock House serves burgers, pizza, coffee, and smoothies. Enjoy music and great ambiance, conversations, and service. Don't forget the awesome iced coffee. And the fruit smoothies are only $4.25, or order a large for just 70 cents more on Highway 70 in Yankee Hill. Hey, this is Rich with DJ Carports and Garages. We've been serving the Butte County area since 2000 with carports, sheds, and other type of metal buildings. We have warranties of 25 years on the galvanized steel frame and 40 years on the powder-coated sheeting. Give me a holler if you'd like me to look at the spot that you're considering, and I will share with you the options that are available. My number is 530-877-1222. That's 877-1222. Thanks, and you have a great day. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, your host. We're talking with Travis Goodman, owner of Paramex Screening Services. They do all kinds of great services for businesses. We have a caller on the line. Uh, Jim, is that you? Yeah. Hey, great. Glad you called up. So uh, Travis wants to elaborate a little bit on the cost of all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. Fill me in. So Jim, mostly drug testing can be based off of what you want. Standardly, most companies pick urine drug screening. There's hair drug screening that's, that's a little bit more pricey, but with urine testing, you can expect to pay about $35 for a drug test, which covers a good, a good extensive amount of drugs, definitely the class one illegal drugs. And then you can get into other drugs as well that are often prescribed, but then very often abused, um, abused prescriptions. And oh, the opioid stuff? Like opioids, like, like an Oxycontin. And when you test for those, and even, even the illegal ones. In our industry, we can give you a very quick result, very quick turnaround, but we also have to verify our results to cover our back. So companies usually are going to be weeding out employees that are going to have drug test positives, mainly by advertising that we drug test. Many times you're not going to be sending me down somebody that didn't already know they were going to do a drug test. And then once we receive them, do the drug test. If it is positive and there is something there that needs to look at further, you can expect another day wait. Typically, maybe another uh, couple days, and the result when it comes back entails an extra cost that goes to the company. It's the running of the risk to make certain that you and I both are covered legally, that we're testing the specimen and verifying it using correct processes with a certified scientist using something well, called gas chromatography. Well, they're not 100% too. You can, you can get a false positive, right? You can, which is why anytime there is a non-negative tests, it's always verified in a laboratory, and I'd stand behind the laboratory result 100%. Hey, Jim, Jim, as an employer, I wanted to get your opinion. 
is this a topic that affects you directly, and is that something that's crossing your mind as, well, as yeah, your I've, own I've individual? Got expand, I've got to expand here in the near future, and <clears throat> I'm going to have to set it up because uh, I want everybody to know. I'm, it's like Travis says, if you if you tell them up front you're going to drug test, and you're you're not going to draw that kind of person. Right. And well, I, so it's you know, I've help got people right on scaffolding. The... I've got people on climbing them, you know, uh, up high. And I, I can't have somebody that would hurt right. themselves, let alone someone else, you know. Right. Now, but I was just wondering how much a month. So would you test every month, Travis, or two months? Or how, how often should that be spaced out? In California, the best thing to do is pre-screen your employees. And after the pre-screening is done, in California, there is not a good market or availability for you to do random testing. The random testing isn't good enough cause to perform the test, according to California, and you're not going to stand much of a chance. There's you, a couple of ways like around that. It, but, could you say, hey, every 30 days we're going to test you? or does, does There's, there's, a, good, a, there's a good workaround that a lot of companies do where it would work well, I believe, in construction where you have a new client and for everybody. In a way, it's as if you're being hired again for the new job. And as you're moving on to a new job site with a new crew, Everybody that's going to be taking on the responsibilities of going to this job site needs to have a drug test for the liability sake of walking onto this person's property. So there are workarounds for random testing in California, though. Non-federal drug testing for companies in random is not a good idea. Oh, okay. It's not looked at well, uh, and ah. it, would, it would be a difficult thing to, to be able to pull off. Several companies do it, and there's, there's some workarounds, which we don't have the time to talk about right now, but... With random testing, I don't recommend it. I recommend strong pre-employment test and hair testing if you can do it, and, and I very highly recommend. Wow. It gives a good history back about three months of the person's drug life wow. to determine not just if somebody got cleaned up frequently to be able to get the job with you, but has a history of staying clean. I was going to ask that. If people know when the test is coming, they might know what to stop for a week and what to start for a week. Exactly. Right. And then after you've hired the person, it's just going to be good contact with your employees and keeping an eye to make certain that the person you hired is still the same person. They got the same personality. They're still doing the same good job that you expect. And we know what to expect of our employees when we see something changing and there's work behavioral issues, then that can sometimes bring us into the world of reasonable suspicion and there's proper ways to do that but that would be an approved method in california to do another drug test when there's something that is standing out as hey i believe we now have a suspicion of drug use or alcohol use But paramex can assist with that if someone hires you then you can assist them in the next round i mean if we definitely do with reasonable suspicion we help people every week wow we also i'd I'd rather go to you than my liability company Uh, i i'd want to uh, have the right pattern down before I told my liability company that I was going to start implementing a drug policy because they um, they all, the liability also goes up with the number of people that you hire and also the number of hours that you add. Now, does the, so it does becomes the pre, really does the complex pre, with the uh, the coverage on there and as well. So the, how do you, how do you talk premium, to the liability company? Jim, does the premium or or maybe Travis does the premium go down if you show you have a drug test policy in place? Travis, do you know? Uh, I do not sure. specifically know. Jim, have you looked into this yet? No, I haven't talked to him. I was, I actually wanted to talk to Travis first and see if he had any no, clues for me before I mentioned it. it. Yeah, yeah. Because, like Jim, like you say, if they know you have a drug policy, the guys who are doing a lot of drugs aren't going to bother applying. Right. Well, that's a, right. that's a huge filter right. for any employer. Just tell them, hey, right up front, we're going to test for these 15 drugs. And don't even tell them what they are, like Travis says. Just let them think about it, and they're not, you know, just uh, that would probably be a that would probably get ninety percent of the people that I would uh, be afraid to hire. You know, so. Jim. The biggest thing that most folks, like we we had mentioned earlier in the show, that they come to me for the first time and they say, "Hey, I want to start drug testing." You're you're doing a good job because obviously it doesn't sound like you got a problem that you're facing right now, but. When companies do come to us, my advice for everybody is you do need to have something in writing for your policy that shows for employees, we drug test, and here's what we do drug test for, and these are the reasons we test, like pre-employment and reasonable yeah, suspicion. Right, right, yeah, so you want to get that And letting them know, advance. so everybody's agreeing to your policy, and your policy also just includes, this is what happens to people who have positive drug tests or alcohol tests with our company. Now you would oh, be- that's, yeah, is it, is it automatic determ- uh, uh, termination? or do that, you that would have, be completely up to the 
the employer, whether it would be, hey, you're going to get a second chance. Uh, ah. You need to maybe go get some help and then you can come back, whether or not they're allowed to work and have a different type of a job while they're maybe going through some sort of a rehab. Uh, there's there's lots of scales in there, lots of different possibilities, a lot to talk about. And that's why often when there's a company that calls me for the first time, it's difficult to go all the way through everything with them. Right, because they could do 10 different plans for this. There's so many different routes and right. ways to go. And there's a lot of things to learn um, in the industry. Oh, hey, great, guys. I really hey, thanks, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for calling, soon. and uh, that sounds great. Thanks a lot. Bye. So, Travis, on that whole subject, uh, let's say I have a company, like a, let's say I'm a contractor with, I got construction guys working on houses and being up on roofs. And then I've got an office with three clerical people. Can I drug test the construction guys and not the clerical? Is there any trouble there? No trouble there. It no. just needs to be clearly written out right. that the reason In we're the drug policy, testing right. these people is because of their safety-sensitive right. function. Okay. The lifting, the, the climbing, the right. using of certain tools. Well, that makes sense. Now, one of the issues these days in California and a lot of other states is this whole thing about medical marijuana, and now some states have recreational marijuana, I guess. I'm not an expert at it. I, I personally, as a CPA, don't take on marijuana business people because uh, it's a whole other area of law, and I'm a little too old to become an expert at something new like that, so I choose to send them somewhere else. Uh, I can still help them that way. But isn't it kind of strange when you have a state law that says okay, but a federal law that doesn't? How does that affect drug testing or, or your experience? How does that affect the people you help? It's created quite a few problems, no doubt. With, with many of the companies that are required to do the drug testing, there's also companies like we'll use the example of tow truck companies. They are, do not always fall under DOT because of the style of vehicle they drive and move. Sometimes they are required under DOT because they have a larger rig that, that has to haul out something bigger. But when they want to get involved with the highway patrol rotation to be able to help on accidents and tows on the highway, right. in the rotation they're required to be a part of a consortium group that tests the same way mirrored as DOT. So here's men that and women that drive tow trucks that have – a different license than a commercial license, so just a standard license to drive the vehicle right. and the proper training to move and, and maneuver the, um, the tow trucks and handle it. But they do not have Class A, Class B licenses. And then when they have positive drug tests for marijuana, it's considered the same as the federal level for them. Right, so it's they got to go. And so they're going to have to go through the process of not necessarily rehab, but of going to a substance abuse professional. Wow. That's pretty confusing. We're going to get back to that right after the break. So stay tuned to Business Buzz. We'll be back with Travis Goodman in just a minute. Hi, it's Matt Four. And Erica Smith. And you should join us every Friday for Chico Down Friday at 1230, 5 and 9 p.m. Why do you say? Why should you join us? <gasps> because we like to have so much fun. We do. And we talk to people in the community, organizations and businesses. And we hope that you listen because we enjoy it. And we want you to be there because without you, we might as well be talking in a closet. <laughs> you are there, right? I am here <laughs> on KKXX 104.5 FM and 930 a.m. It's time for The Legal Edge, a look at your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now, with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. California Governor Jerry Brown vetoed Assembly Bill 569 to the surprise and appreciation of religious liberty advocates. You see, the bill would have imposed heavy fines and even criminal penalties on churches and other ministries when dealing with employees in a manner consistent with the teachings on abortion and personal morality. Churches, ministries, and religious schools must have the freedom to expect employees to practice what is preached. Any such restrictions violate the Free Exercise Clause of the First Amendment. For Pacific Justice Institute, I'm Brad Dacus. To find out more about The Legal Edge, call 916-857-6900 or log on at pacificjustice.org. 
when we air a program. First, the sound reaches the 35 major and minor parts of the human ear. Then the message travels out from the ear across millions of auditory nerves. From there, it reaches about 10 billion neurons in your brain. Finally, the message and the teaching reaches your soul. Right here, you'll find speakers and teachers that go way beyond just being educational or entertaining. And because you are more than just flesh and bone and nerves and neurons, we are programs that reach the soul. You are locked into Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA, talking with Travis Goodman, owner of Paramex Screening Services. And by the way, uh, what's that uh, address? Where are you located? 1450 Sherman Avenue on the corner of Fifth Avenue in Sherman here in Chico, California. Very easy to find. I actually was there about 20 years ago because I needed a test for life insurance. And you guys did the whole thing. It was very painless. We hope so. <laughs> and I passed with flying colors. <laughs> so we were talking about this whole issue of the federal and state conflict with marijuana. And you were just kind of saying that if a driver of a tow truck company, for example, wasn't required to be federally drug tested, but that company decides to do CHP towing work, they could be in a big conflict there if some guy has a has a marijuana in his system i mean is that kind of where that would make a big mess it definitely would right now most likely i think we'd all be in agreement that we again we don't want vehicles on the road with people that are under the influence of a drug Uh, with marijuana it's going to be different because marijuana can stay in your system for a lot longer than the standard drugs would and you're not looking at someone who's high on it when they're positive at all times oh okay i hadn't really thought of that you get somebody who's going to be doing tow work they are not required by DOT to drive some of the vehicles to be having to have a class A license to move certain vehicles. So they aren't required by DOT to be in a random drug test program. Like you said, to be a part of like the CHP uh, towing service agreement, they would have to have a program and they operate in those programs. And if there was a positive involved with that, they are treated the same as if they were in a federal program only in this case. Now it's regulated by the state. Right. And since it is legalized in the state, there's there's question as right, to whether right. or not the Issues state can there. say, hey, you can't in these situations, but right. altogether, yes, you can. So let's, let's talk about what you said. What is this, with marijuana being the common drug, especially with California kind of legalizing it, what is the length of time for like a marijuana staying in a drug test? Is this, is this a hair test issue or a... Urine test, or how does most of what we've been talking about has been in urine? Okay, Um, hair testing's got a lot different matrix and different type uh, style of testing. So, marijuana stays a long time even in a urine sample, it definitely can, and and it's just ranged based off a lot of different factors. It could be based off of your weight and your age, your own metabolism, how much and how frequently you smoke it, Uh, not necessarily if you eat it or smoke it, Uh, and then even in certain cases of potency of, of how it was grown and. And um, because of all of those different factors, somebody could have a marijuana positive much, much longer than even somebody else who smoked um, a similar amount. Now, my other question about that is, when you, do, when you say you have a test for marijuana, is this where it'll either come back and say yes or no, or will it say red, yellow, green, purple? And testing like with degrees. DOT and even like with the towing, what we were talking about, it's it's a yes-no situation. Yes no. There's so going to be levels. Could have, could have smoked a little bit a few weeks ago, and it'll show up a yes, the same as a guy who just smoked something an hour before the test. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah, you're not going to be getting something that tells you this person was under the influence at the moment he took the test. Right. Uh, you're going to be getting a very just large a window. Yes or no. of, yeah. Exactly. And, and many times marijuana can stick around with somebody three to four weeks, but I've seen it in some people as they were trying to get it out for three, four months, even wow. longer in some situations. Huh. Uh, just in urine drug testing, trying to get it out of your body can be a burden in many right. cases of flushing that out. And with California making it legal, a lot of the companies are even confused now. Well, since they're all legal, right. how do I regulate right. that? And how now, am I going to protect my company? Or So now, do you, I mean, I don't know if you know this, because this might not be in the purview of the testing company like you, but um, when they say it's legal, it's still not legal to drive while under the influence. Is that correct? 
It is not, but it would be a burden for the police officer and that agency that pulls you over to prove to that prove you are under the influence. Right. There's not a very good system set up for being able to determine if somebody is under the influence of marijuana at that moment. So, so if you were to be helping business owners, which is what you do all day long, wouldn't you say it's just smart to have a drug testing policy in place for anybody who's got employees who are doing anything with the public that could be dangerous if they misstepped? I mean, like... Jim, the contractor who has guys up on the roof. I mean, what about businesses like a retail business with salespeople? I mean, there's advantages there also. Isn't that correct? Or I believe that you and I could talk about almost every industry, and I, could, I can give you my advantages, maybe even disadvantages of doing drug testing. But for every one of the business owners out there, most of you, most of you perhaps are confused as to whether or not you can even drug test for marijuana. The answer to that is yes, you can. Right. As a business owner, you can still decide marijuana is not permitted if you work for me. Right. And you can still screen for that. It's Even though it's recreationally legal and medicinally legal, it does not mean you have a pass to be able to do every safety-sensitive job there is with every company out there. Right. So companies making the proper discretion for their business and for what they want and expect of their employees can decide that marijuana is not permitted. And if you don't pass that drug screen, then you're not going to be getting the job. Right. Um, now, the other good topic I wanted to bring up is the thing about the post-accident screening. Is this, how often is this and how does that work? Uh, you know, I have a Mine's an office job. I haven't had any accidents in my office. No staple accidents? No, no, no staplers okay. going off or anything. But I would imagine if you have like a slip and fall and it's an employee of Safeway or something, where would a drug test come in in that? Again, that'd be like, that would be the policy of the company. Some, some cases it would be if certain property damage happened or if there was an injury involved in a workman's comp claim that was filled out. What... What is mostly used here in California, at least probably should be used, is in post-accident situations, a drug test shouldn't be performed unless there's reasonable suspicion okay. attached to it. Right. You and I might be driving together all day long, and you're my foreman, and I get into a vehicle accident. You were right there with me. You, did, you didn't smell alcohol in my breath. You didn't watch me doing something. I wasn't acting loopy. We were right. together the whole time. It right. does not necessarily mean now a drug test and an alcohol test needs to be taken place. Right. But after the incident occurs and there's clear signs that there could be something else, then at that point, yes, the post-accident should involve a, a reasonable suspicion drug wow. and alcohol test. And the biggest, the biggest thing to probably mention right here, too, is that when you do have reasonable suspicion, it's something that involves a little bit of education, which our company does offer. We do reasonable suspicion supervisor training courses, which are several hours in So length. you can educate people. As There's well. quite a bit to know about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to go off the hearsay of somebody else. Like, right. hey, you know, I saw so-and-so. Uh, it's something you want to see yourself, smell yourself, hear right. yourself. Right. You want to be right there. And it needs to be happening at that moment. Right. Um, and not something that maybe happened last week and you're just now getting to the fact that we want to do the drug test. It needs to be something that's live action happening right now. Right. We, we stop it. We pull the person aside. We talk to them in a private way. And most people at this point, this is when they call me because they don't like the confrontation and they ask me if I can pull a random test on their employee <laughs> so they don't have to go in the room and talk to them about right. it. <laughs> yeah. And that, of course, that we cannot do right. that for right. you. But many, many times also someone will just walk through my front door Hey, I'm here for a drug test. So-and-so sent me down here. And after finally going through all the questions and maybe calling the company, we figure out that this was a reasonable suspicion test. Um, that puts me in a lot of liability if I accept that person into my office. Oh, so Especially if you're sending them down to my office. Maybe you just think that one thing through. You might want to drive them down if you think they're under the influence oh, of drugs I or see. alcohol. Wow. And you think, boy, nobody make that mistake. But I get to see it <laughs> every month. Uh, someone walk through the door and... That typically happens. So when I, they do walk through the door like that, you contact the employer? I that, do, and then I let them know I, I ordered a cab and that they should be coming back right. through the doors any <laughs> okay. minute. Wow. Now, the other thing you guys work on would be uh, testing in like a paternity or a child, who's the child's father kind of thing? Like a, Yeah, that opens up the, the topic that our company really is unique. It's not just drug testing. We, we offer quite a lot, and one of the areas that we do frequently do is is – uh, DNA testing for paternity and now, pre do prenatal. Come, do these come like through the court system? I mean, when you get one of these, is it a 
Is it a private family wanting to know, or is it like the court saying we need to know? I think we get more private customers in this area than so, we do with so the court. So tell me a little scenario of the type you would see. Just simply, I just think it's entertaining, like a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they can be. I don't I don't have any great stories that I can share with you about it. it it's a very confidential what do you topic. Have a woman but, come in and say, but I but you would have a family that yes, there there's a situation where we want to make certain that we know that this is the father, um, and it, it's an awkward topic only just because then it could just mean <laughs> that there's more than one possibility that right right of, so of who the dad could it's be. The woman's bringing in the question. Sometimes it's the father. Yes. So you get you get both ones. Um, sometimes you have Is folks it ever that the kid? we've had that as well. Not a little kid, but a, a grown up who wants to be certain that that really was their their father. And I don't know if I should be laughing at this or not. But the I, scenarios I find are entertaining. the scenarios are. Yeah, you think of it; it's some probably, of them are probably been there. Kind of sad for some reason, but you know. And some some want you know it to be the dad. Some definitely don't want it. You're not sure what their outcome or what they want it to be. Sometimes you see a lot of happiness and a lot of sorrow. Um, I, 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 I hear the story, um, but we, we keep them all confidential. It's, right, it's right, definitely something right. I want everyone to know. Hey, you walk in there, you're going to have somebody that's going to keep it oh, no, of course confidential. confidential. It's definitely no, going to be yeah. someone who cares for you. I wouldn't want you, you to and... divulge anything, you know. Oh, definitely not. So, yeah, 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 it's not something that, you know. I just think it's a very entertaining topic because I'm thinking of, like, what's that show on TV? Is that Maury Povich? There, there's quite a few yeah, that have... The brings yeah. in the couples that fight over who the dad was or something. And then crazy. they bring the envelope out. Right, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of that. But that's, you that's can do it in a in a private way through our company, just, just peace of mind. Right. We also do it legally where we have a notary involved and we can make it legal for the courts to right. be able to the show this to is... And, yeah. yeah, for cases of custody and such. Right, right. So... Uh, so it's very easy for a company to just get in touch with you and say, hey, what do, what do you recommend? You would be able to kind of give them your opinion of a proper plan and the level they need and all that kind of thing? I mean, you would sit down and just kind of tell them what they should be doing in your opinion, right? It's a lot easier for me to do that for somebody because I've seen many industries and I've seen what works in a lot of places. And often if I just know the style industry that you have, the number of employees that you have, I can give you a good idea of what you're going to be facing, what you could could do, what you definitely should do, what my recommendation is, and um, get you started very, very quickly. There's quite a few companies in town that we do drug screening for. and um, So you could even give people references if they were wondering whether that sounds like a good idea for them? Many references. Yeah. Wow. So now how long has Paramex been in Chico? 35 years. Wow. Now, you're not old enough to have been running it that long, so... Tell me a little bit about the history. Well, the only way you can get into a company like this is if it's, you know, uh, like family-owned in our right. case. It's <laughs> right. not something I would have really chosen well, for myself. Know, I worked for my dad for years. So I got him. So you worked under your father when you first started this, right? Yes. Great. Well, we're going to be right back. We're going to finish up with Travis Goodman. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. Happy Reformation Day. This is Ken Ham, often a guest on radio and TV on the Bible's authority and reliability. Today is Reformation Day, the anniversary of the Reformation that began in 1517. 500 years ago today, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to a church door. This document outlined many of the unbiblical traditions and problems that had crept into the church. And Luther and the other reformers urged the church to stop relying on man's word as truth and instead trust the word of God. Now their stand cost them, but it ignited a reformation we still feel the effects of. But the temptation to trust man's word over God's word still pulls at us. The Bible even warns us that this would be a struggle. On this anniversary, remember to stand on God's word. Learn more about standing on the authority of God's Word when you visit our website at AnswersRadio.com. You'll be strengthened and encouraged at AnswersRadio.com. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. 
because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're talking about the business of, well, lots of things. Testing, drug testing, paternity testing, all kinds of crazy laws. I'm sure Travis ends up having to basically be a be his own attorney half the time, figuring out what he can and can't do sometimes. But one of the other services you offer at Paramex Screening Service is mobile phlebotomy. Tell us a little bit about what you can offer to people who need tests, but they don't really want to keep going into the testing place on a regular basis. It's difficult sometimes for them. This isn't a new idea, but it's something that isn't very well known here in Chico, but Paramex offers mobile phlebotomy, which allows us to go into the patient's home to draw their blood. In many cases, patients are required based off of maybe their prescriptions that they're on to be monitored by taking blood tests very frequently to make certain that their levels are proper so that we can maintain and monitor their medications to make certain that they're, they're not getting the wrong medications or too much or too little. And then also regular blood testing that would be required of them because of an illness that they have and something that they're you know getting regular treatments for already. So their doctor would have them going in and get blood draws maybe weekly, maybe monthly, but definitely frequently. And in situations like that, it becomes a burden for those people, especially if it's an elderly person, where this would affect the most. And it requires that they perhaps get medical transport to go to a, a clinic to get the blood drawn. And that can involve sometimes like a complete half of a day sitting right. in a waiting room. And it's expensive if they had to have some medical person pick them up and bring them home. Definitely is. There's like a lot of expense care. involved with that. And a lot of time it can be a burden because it involves, you know, getting a family member involved to drive you down there uh, just to get a blood draw. And a blood draw is not a difficult thing. we got a great staff, caring staff, excellent phlebotomy. And we can go right into your home, do the blood draw there. Of course, it still needs to be ordered by your doctor. So you would talk to your doctor about wanting to use Paramex's mobile phlebotomy. Give us a call. We can set it up, pick a time, get your address. We, we cover Butte County. Come into your home, do the blood draw, take it, ship it, get it to the lab just like it normally would. The results still report right back to your doctor, but you didn't have to leave your house. Wow. So got your slippers on. Yeah. (laughs) Now, do you have like a pricing schedule on that? Is it like it's less if it's weekly than it is monthly per visit or? It's based on per visit. Right. And a payment is on the, the account of the patient. It's not billed through insurance. It's a service that we can offer to just offer some ease and comfort for right. the individuals right. that are required to do this so frequently. In some cases, it might even just be a businessman that is often always at the office and just has us come there. Now, what I've noticed is things like the insurance companies say, you have the right to choose, like your car insurance says, you have the right to choose your own body shop or something. Do I have the right to choose Paramex if my employer tells me that I need to be drug tested? Typically there, I, I, I think you would have a right, but most often it's not something that I think anybody would question. In Chico, there's a few places that you can go to get a drug test. I don't think you're going to find any more than one place, Paramex, where you're going to get in and get out and get an excellent service. And our you clients guys are that, the local leaders in this. Is that would that be fair to say? I definitely believe it'd be fair. Right. Uh, we train our own competition, so oh, the that's drug testing, <laughs> right? Isn't it? <laughs> the drug testing industry would mostly involve around we have you as a company, our client. And when the drug testing is now to be performed, you as the owner of the company sitting down with the interview informs the the potential employee that you're going to be needing a drug test. Here's where you're going to go, and here's the directions. Here's their office hours. It's all written down nicely for them on a a passport piece of paper, and they typically just walk in with that. I'm supposing if they wanted to go somewhere else, it starts to get involved with who's going to pay for it and right it because be... you've already set it up with the employer correct he's going to be billed so. there, there's quite a bit 
that, that that could be an issue with that. Well, why is it that you want to go there? Is your friend work there? <laughs> right, and they switch the right. bottles. Being right. a third party for companies and doing their drug testing offers them washing their hands of the situation. I'm not going to do the drug test here in my office. Right. right. Um, it gives us the opportunity to be able to use state-of-the-art science to be able to confirm positive screens. And then also when people are told to go for a drug test, passports when they come in for testing, list times and requirements such as a time limit. You must get into your drug test within this allotted amount of time. Right. That that assures us that they're not going somewhere exchanging a specimen or trying right. to cheat a test. Oh, okay. Now, like you talk about blood tests and the mobile phlebotomy, you also do do you do a lot of medical type straight blood test work or is it mainly the drug testing work? I mean, if I go to the doctor and he says I need the blood work for this whatever we have we have quite a few clients that still come in for you, those things but it's also. nothing it's nothing now that we even advertise for right i think we'd be overrun um well, with there, quite a few there people a lot of places that do the blood type work near the enlow and all that or there is quite a few offices okay. quest diagnostics example right. yes i believe if you were to go in and just pay your copay for um, getting certain blood test panels or even if you had to pay for many of the blood test panels through right. your insurance or having to, you know, cover the costs until your deductibles were met, you'd be surprised at how much you're being charged by these collection facilities and by these laboratories. When if you were to work directly through a company like Paramex, where we connect you as the individual citizen straight to the, the federal laboratory or right. the, the medical laboratory, right. you'd be very amazed to know, wow, I can run that same panel for that low. About it's extremely whatever, low cost. Yeah. Now, what? When I, I actually have a couple of clients who their job was to travel to these various labs and pick things up and take them places. As a courier. Yeah. Do your tests occur in your office or do some of them get sent out to other places? Out. The majority of our drug screens right. are, are pre-screened in the office. In the office, okay. Anything that needs to be confirmed for positives is all done at a verified laboratory, which is an FDA-approved lab. Okay, so there's a secondary level when you have a... Right, in that case... you get a positive, a, you always have to double-check it, is that correct? We always do. Wow. Now, is that built into the fee for the employer? I mean, does That's something that? that gets into an additional cost. Right. Like we had mentioned when Jim was on the line, it's like about a $35 cost for a drug test with right. Paramex. But if there's a positive... Positives are going to be verified. Typically, it bumps it up another 20 bucks. Okay. And uh, then you get into a lot of other questions that involve things like, do you want to accept medical marijuana? Do you want to screen your employees as far as which prescriptions they're taking or do you want to have a doctor look at that right uh, there's there's quite a few other areas little facets that need to be covered when you're right. initially starting drug testing it's it's not something that you want to do it's not a one-page agreement it definitely isn't yeah. and it's not something you want to try to figure out and do right when you need it the most right you need to do this in advance it'd be like your monologue at the beginning right there's quite a bit of stuff that maybe folks don't know, and it's right. really good to get it in line before it's time. Right, right. To have a little warning and everything. Yep. And you can be ready. Wow, that's just it's just uh it's just so interesting because I've read some articles, I can't quite get it on the tip of my tongue. I've been thinking about this, but there are places I've read about where big companies need to hire like five thousand people for a giant project like a dam or a bridge or something. And they come back and say the high percentage of applicants that have positive drug test problems. Is that, do you see that in our area here locally? I mean, is there a lot of positives going on every day in your office? I get to see the percentage ratio of how yeah. many tests that end up going on for further testing. And of course, it, the ones you see are ones that are suspected in the first place, right? In some cases. Right. A lot of them are pre-screens. Okay. Many of them are personals. Now, do you notice over the last, say, five years that it's gotten worse? or Our what? percentages have raised, yes. And laboratories with my company typically quote me costs on testing specimens, hoping that the percentage of positives will be low so they don't have to put too much expense into it themselves. As my percentage of positives go up, they come back and want to renegotiate my cost of the different drug test panels that we're running because certain drugs become more frequently positive. And as positives rise, which they have very recently begun to go is much this, higher. Is this because they're testing for more types of drugs or because there's more usage going this on? This would be more use. Okay. So I have more positives now than I've had in the past, and that allows 
laboratories less wiggle room to save money. They hope for more negatives. Right. But when there are more drugs to confirm that are positive, then they lose out on money because they're hoping and they're quoting to get my business, hoping the lower that, amount. that they won't hoping have they to do as much. They don't get 100 this month or something. Right, hoping they won't do as many positive drug test screens <laughs> in but confirmation. But you are seeing more lately? Is that- there definitely are, especially in hair drug screens. We get many more positives there because, like we had mentioned before, you can clean yourself up for a urine screen. Hair screening, I cut the hair off your head or I snip the fingernails off of your hands or toes send them into the laboratory, and I'm going to get a good three, four-month picture of what oh, you've been doing. Oh, yeah. You know what? I meant to ask you about that hair testing thing. So that gets more distance back time-wise? Is that how that works? It does. It misses the more frequent use because your fingernails don't grow overnight and your hair doesn't grow overnight and pop out of your head. Right. And the the big benefits for companies that make the jump and do the hair drug screening, though it's more pricey, is that... It makes more sense now that I don't do randoms. I have a better screening and a better idea of the employee that I've hired. What's this guy really all about? It's like he didn't just quit doing something for a week or two. And just get himself cleaned up. for four months or something. Exactly. Wow. So it is more expensive, but it's really a better measure of the overall picture. It definitely is. Wow. My recommendation would be hair screening if if you can swing it. Companies with fewer employees, it's probably more probable if you have dozens and dozens of employees and you maybe hire very very often and you're sending somebody to my office twice a week it gets really expensive it, it can expensive be a, it can way. get very expensive right, if, right. if you're if you're filtering through a lot of employees but right. if you're looking for people that you want to hire have work for you that you can trust that they're going to be there for a long period of time right. that you want to mentor and, and have grow and stick with you then i would recommend hair drug screening so when when the employer gets back a let's say the employer really likes someone but they get back a positive that doesn't look good from a hair screening do you see any further, or do you sometimes not find out what ended up happening? I know what's going to happen because when companies sign with me to do drug testing, you have to reveal that you have a policy and let me know what it is that you do. And a lot of that also is so that I can keep that company accountable to do what they've always said they would do. For so the in drug other words, testing. if they find out some guy's been shooting heroin within the last two days and they don't fire him, what does that mean to you? It would most likely just mean that that would end our contract. Okay, so that would void whatever you're going to help. Right, them because I, I can't I can't help you and enable your company to. Hey, this person's my family member. This one's my daughter. This one's my son. We just want to screen them also. Right, but right, because we have to. A lot, lot of different, a lot of different scenarios again. But yeah, if, wow. if if you're going to tell everybody these are the drugs, this is what happens to you. Then if you're the owner and you fail your own drug test, then you're fired. Okay. If that's what your policy is. And wow. I've seen that kind of stuff happen. That is really interesting. <laughs> Don't you get some drama in your office once in a while? It's great drama. Love it. <laughs> okay. It's pretty entertaining. Every, every day can be a treat. <laughs> Definitely is. And I, I do enjoy it. Now, what's your... Uh, I haven't needed to be in there lately because uh, being self-employed, like I say, the only time I got screened was for a life insurance policy. What What kind of office? Do you have clerical help? Do you have a receptionist? Or do you man this thing yourself? I got great collectors. I've got wonderful people that work for me. I've got um, a secretary, and we have front receptionists. Oh, great! I believe we do an excellent job of taking care of people, treating yeah. them right, and understanding the fact that most people that come in, they're just in there to get something simple done. Right? They, they're not. They have to. They do, don't they, always want an education, right. and, and we like do a, a good yo- job. This of, isn't like a yogurt shop where they chose to come in. Exactly. <laughs> right. It's like, do you want a number one, two, or three? <laughs> it's kind of like my place. If they come in to get their taxes done, it's not like they really chose to do this. It's usually <laughs> it's because like, the IRS right. is on them, right? Yeah, right. But I think we got a good staff that's well trained that can answer your questions and uh, wow. now, definitely what, select your, for you what you need. What's the phone number of Paramex? 530-895-3203. That's a really good uh, that's a real easy number to remember 3203. So 895-3203 or they can look at uh, can they go to paramex.org? I encourage you to. Yes, visit us on the web at www.paramex.org or chicodrugtesting.com. Oh. Got an excellent website that offers a lot of great reading material that can help you, even show you a lot of the panels. Many of our prices are listed on there. Uh, We have the availability for you to schedule certain things, such as like TB testing online, being able to know when we're available. That was another question I had. Do you also do help for like uh, 
student athletes who need things like isn't TB one of the student tests they have to do or something? Most or? often TB tests are something that's required of teaching staff and maybe parents that are going to be going on field trips. Okay, I've heard of that. With the yeah. students, right? We do a lot of that, help a lot of the schools in our local area. Many right. people that are looking for a TB test, Paramex has got the best price in town. Do the high schools drug test the athletes these days? Uh, not that I'm aware of, not in Chico. Probably only if they have reasonable suspicion or something. Right, like. and then that'd be a situation where, you know, if we haven't tested for you, then it's going to involve a lot of questions when the time comes. Right. So that's a good illustration. Just if, if it's, not, it's not something that you've done, but it's something you expect that you would do because of all of the laws and because of all the possibilities, you need to make some preparation and see me ahead of time. Right. Well, Travis, thanks so much for being my guest today. That was really informative. Remember, Paramex, uh, 1450 Sherman Avenue. Give them a call if you need anything. I will be back Thursday at 3 o'clock. Don't miss Business Buzz. See you next time. KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Astronaut Bob the Drop here. There's been a lot of talk about water found on Mars. Why would you go all the way to Mars for water when we have the best tasting water at Mount Shasta? It comes from our protected springs and is delivered right to your door. Great planning, Bob. Hey, where are you going with that? Those Martians are stealing my water. Guess we have some new customers.